This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later... I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Oh, and welcome to the show, everyone. It is an honor and a privilege to say today is the 400th episode. I can't believe that I missed the five-year anniversary date, but hey, time flies. It's crazy. It's crazy when I started the show just kind of going through the minutia of all the random crap I see in sports and then the amount of just flat-out wrong takes, in my opinion, that would result from said events that I decided to do this, uh, the podcast just to at least kind of cover from my end what I see and the narratives that come out from said storylines and you know that's kind of where we we are today because even as i kind of sit here i see this ongoing storyline with two attack of viola and the dolphins and you know there there's a lot of moral high horse riding going on right now for those of you don't know two attack of viola last sunday they were playing the bills he takes a Weird fall because he gets shoved uh, by a Bills player. Falls, hits the back of his head. He tries to get up. He stumbles. To me, it looks like a clear concussion because he's wobbly and he's got that bow-legged look where it, it looks like he's about to fall down from the bar when you're too drunk. He has to get carried off the field by his teammates. So... And the protocol, for those of you who don't know, is that the uh, there's uh, actual spotters at these NFL games that tell folks that it's like this guy needs to be evaluated by a medical professional to see if he should be even allowed to be back in the game. They were evaluating Tua for a multitude of things. They said it was his back. He had some knee uh, knee issues going on as well. Tua, Tua, Tua. Throughout his NFL career, has been injury prone. Just to be kind, like injury prone. He was injury prone at Alabama. He had the hip injury. Like uh, uh, that was part of the reason why he, he was a little bit of a red flag from a draft pick standpoint because of his injury history. The Dolphins grabbed him anyway. He's been hurt on the Dolphins, but in this case, they were evaluating him for a couple of injuries. The standpoint of what was said in that game against Buffalo was that he didn't suffer a concussion. I still don't understand how they could have ruled that based off of what we saw. What we saw was clear. It looked like clear sign of, of a, he had a concussion. Now 
this could have been a case where it's a flash KO that you sometimes see in boxing or MMA where a guy goes out like that and you know he, he the, the, nobody's home he's he's got he's got the, the the weak jelly legs and then all of a sudden less than a minute later he's fully cognizant and and wondering what the hell happened and is pissed off at everyone telling him that no 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 you're done it's like it, the fight's over and they can't they can't rationalize it in their head how on earth that could be possible because they feel perfectly fine and that can happen and so in the case of Tua Tua got cleared and he he was clear to come back in the game and the Dolphins actually ended up winning that game now where this kind of came up was people were questioning why Tua wasn't evaluated and they did say he was evaluated so you know my whole standpoint of this is okay he was evaluated they said he was clear to come back in the whole issue with the protocols that i still question is okay you get can get clear to go back in the game but like what are the potential long-term effects of if you suffer multiple cases where you might have concussion-like symptoms because that was the tur- the turnaround. The turnaround for the Dolphins is the fact that you had a Thursday night game against the Bengals that week. It was a short turnaround, Sunday to Thursday. You, your body is not fully recovered yet. The Dolphins were still undefeated at that point. They were 3-0. My whole take is, and this is where I question... Like all the media companies and whatnot, they are just not following. They're not following the the the, uh, the story because they basically said, "Well, Tua came back, so he's good to go." My whole question was, how did Tua get? They got they cleared him for coming back into the game, but that doesn't mean to say he didn't have a bunch of injuries that it made sense for him to play Thursday night football on a short turnaround. That's the thing that, from a protocol standpoint, the NFL, and this I'm sure this is the discussion the NFL and the NFL Players Association are having right now, when Tua got injured again, you had every doctor from this way to Sunday, ESPN, like analysts, everyone calling out saying that the Dolphins were incredibly uh, dangerous and reckless in terms of their usage of Tua. He should have never been playing. But this was after Tua got wrapped up for a tackle and suffered a concussion where he, he got the freeze, where his uh, joints, literally, you see his joints freeze up, and that's usually the sign of an actual brain injury uh, from the force of the impact, the subconcussive impact. None of that happened before the game. It's only the results-based analysis of folks saying, oh, he should have never been playing in the first place. But my my whole argument to that was the reason why he was playing was that the protocols that they had in place allowed him to play on a short week. It's one thing to say that the Dolphins are reckless, but the Dolphins were playing within the established protocols that the NFL and the NFL Players Association had established. My whole questioning is, if you're Tua, or Tua's agent, or Tua's family, 
Tua is playing on his rookie contract. Tua has been injury prone. Tua needs to have a big year this year. Why on earth are you going to force yourself to come back out on a short week, on the road, on a cold night? It was it was not it was not a warm night in, in Cincinnati. It was pretty chilly. That like that field was gonna feel hard. Why on earth would you risk getting yourself hurt? And again, the players one of the last guys to know. This is one of the where it's like you're in a circle between your agent and family. Those are the people to intersect because the team is going to say, well, you know, if the doctor says it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world that he can play. They're going to say, yeah, we want to to play, but this is one of those where you got to make a business decision. Football is always going to be inherently dangerous. Like the sanctimony about folks saying you can make football safe. That's a bunch of BS. You're not, ever going to make football safe it is a contact sport just like boxing just like it is contact you are you're going to get hit at some point the question becomes whether or not you are taking the proper management and risk management to ensure that you can have a sustained career and make the money you can make and yeah maybe be successful along the way but you are supposed to be managing your own personal risk. Dad, what it seems to be the case here is that Tua and his camp is just solely going by the team analysis, not going through the process of having your own physicians look over Tua and do a diagnosis and have an independent evaluation. You know, it's one of those things where, yeah, you can argue, yeah, but shouldn't the team doctor? Yeah. That's the team doctor. You should be having your own folks make the evaluation on Tua. Didn't hear any of that going on. So, again, I question the motivations of some of the folks around Tua in terms of are they actually looking out for his best interest? Because my whole argument was the Dolphins follow the protocols, as flawed as they may be. The doctor... Uh, follow the protocol as far as they may be cleared them. You had a bad result. And now everyone's trying to say, Oh no, 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 no. It's, it's, uh, it's nefarious. What went down? We don't know what actually went down. It could have been the simple fact of the violent nature of football resulted in a, in a a true concussion for Tua. It it might, and it might've been a flash KO, uh, that he suffered. That he couldn't actually uh, recover from this time. Uh, And, you know, the hit that he took, it didn't look that severe. But the impact was enough to uh, cause uh, some level of concern. And uh, that's why you had folks uh, uh, react the way they did. But you can't be calling for every single person within the Dolphins organization to be fired. And it's ridiculous. Like, I heard uh, even some folks call for the death penalty for the Dolphins to lose draft picks to fire Stephen Ross, even though that would be a benefit to the Dolphins because he's a terrible owner. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, 
if the letter of the law was actually applied, you got to change the rules. But to say that you're going to penalize the organization for following said rules, that doesn't make any sense. Like you, you could, you could criticize uh, the application of the rule all you want, but if it was actually followed to the letter, then you got to live with that. And I, and I think that's where, uh, in terms of some of the reaction and takes, I, I just find it like hyperbole because it doesn't make sense how you could say that they acted uh, they acted uh, outside the rules and scope of the game when they followed the rules. You they didn't write the rules. It was collectively bargained between the owners and the players. So. If the doctor, and again, we don't know exactly how the medical evaluation went, but according to this report where uh, the NFL said that the medical protocols were followed appropriately, how can you say that the doctor's at fault? And what I am afraid of is the reaction of saying uh, the doctor in uh, the doctors involved uh, are going to get fired for doing their job, and then if we go back because we still don't have the full results of exactly what happened, because again the NFL said they're investigating, but. They uh, they said the the rules were followed uh, appropriately, so it's very convoluted what the NFL is saying because they're saying they're investigating along with the NFL Players Association. They're investigating how uh, to a situation was handled, but no one is disputing the fact that it was actually applied properly. So, what are we investigating? The fact that he got a concussion. Because that's a football player in a violent game that we're all watching that we're trying to make, uh, we're, we're trying to rationalize saying, oh yeah, we can prevent concussions. No, you can't. Uh, so I don't know what the case is. You could say, yes, they should have been more conservative. Yeah, in hindsight being 2020, yes, they could have been more conservative. I think they should have been more conservative. But they chose to push the envelope. And still acted within the rules and scope of uh, the bylaws. So they were allowed to push the envelope. Risk-taking is not illegal. If you do it outside of rules, yeah. But that's not what uh, folks seem to be arguing. They seem to be arguing that they absolutely uh, should have been not following the rules. Like, uh, they, they, they should have been... Uh, saying, "Oh yeah, we're good. Uh, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll do we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it clean, and uh, but we'll hold him out because even though we evaluated him and he's good, we're not going to try to win the game. I, I, I don't know what the answer is here. Like people are trying to say that the Dolphins should have held him out, uh, no matter what, and it seems as though." That this take was the take they felt all along, even though 
Not a single person said this before Thursday Night Football, which is what troubles me because I, I think people are being allowed to skate. And, you know, you got people from the Worldwide Leader and uh, various analysts. Uh, you, you got it, it, it came across the spectrum. It's like it's not just ESPN. You got Sports Illustrated, uh, uh, even the Fox commentary. Uh, you know, every major publication, you had folks uh, coming out the woodwork saying that uh, the Dolphins were acting outside the scope of the game, in a sense. Which, I think it's way too early. They gotta investigate, but the investigation uh, and the comments from the NFL seems to indicate that, no, they did what the protocol said they were supposed to do. It's just that it's a terrible PR look. And what does the NFL do when they get into terrible PR look? They look to have scapegoats to protect the shield at all costs. So my expectation is the doctors involved are done. And my whole thing is, and I hope people will recognize this, is that we do have it, it, like precedent for slander and libel. If you terminate the doctors and you investigate and say that the doctors didn't do anything wrong that's a potential lawsuit you got on your hands here because you tarnished their medical reputation and you didn't have any basis for it i hope people actually understand how that that could be a very real thing moving forward as to getting medical professionals to work with the league if they're going to be, uh, if folks are going to be looking over their shoulder every minute as to what their diagnosis is going to be. I don't know. Uh, again, we've got a lot of armchair quarterbacking going on at the moment, but I kind of looked at it and said that it doesn't, it doesn't quite sit right with me with some of the reactions and takes because it just doesn't line up with what the the purpose of this all was, was to make sure you're doing as much as you can for the players. That makes sense. But I will say that there is some responsibility that has to be shared by the players and their closer associates that were into a scamp. They should have been doing the due diligence of, hey, I kind of want to make sure my son or my client is okay I'm going to get another evaluation in second opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. But I I think everyone is making that rush to judgment. And we still don't have all the facts yet. And the initial preliminary facts seem to indicate the protocols were being followed. So do we need to reevaluate the uh, protocols? How does that look? And I can tell you, knowing the NFL, the CYA mode, they're going to look at every single incident where someone looks uh, borderline uh, wobbly and take them out the game. And heaven forbid, it starts impacting an actual playoff game where you've got a starting quarterback, takes a hit, gets up slow, gets taken out the rest of the game, and everyone starts complaining of conspiracy with Vegas and gambling. And uh, my favorite got taken out because we see uh, the Josh Allen's of the world take uh, big hits all the time. 
uh, you know, you had Patrick Mahomes actually get concussed in the game. Um, but that was that was uh, probably diagnosed. But you could have a case where uh, you get. Uh, well, I'm not even going to say talk about the Chargers because at the rate Brandon Staley's going, the Chargers are not making uh, making the playoffs. But you could have uh, the Josh Allen's of the world, Lamar Jackson, guys who were scrambling quite a bit, take a take a, a shot and get knocked out of a game. But they could be staying on the sidelines saying that they're fine. But because the NFL and the evaluators on the field don't want to have another situation like Tua happen again in the same season, just err on the side of caution and take them out. That That is a very real possibility that folks got to be prepared for with all the rhetoric that's being tossed about here that you could now start impacting games moving forward by erring on the side of caution every single time that it, it comes up. So, realistically, it's something that you have to bear in mind. Anyway, let me get out of here. Uh, you know, not necessarily the topic that I was going to go for with the uh, 400th episode of the show, but it needed to be said because I think it's been a lot of uh, talking points and I don't think anyone has actually thought it through. And that's part of the purpose of the show. Is actually using your brain and having a rational thought as to, okay, if we want to do this, how far down the rabbit hole we want to go? Because I don't think people are really thinking this through as to the long-term ramifications. They want to have their little high horse moment talking about, oh, how reckless things were done. But... Thinking about the logical application, I, I think there's a lot more to unpack here than folks are actually doing. And uh, the way the NFL operates, uh, oftentimes being heavy-handed, I doubt that's actually going to be the case here. I think you're going to see people let go, and then they'll say, oh, well, technically they did their job right, but we let them go anyway. And they'll find some excuse. I don't know. It just seems like it's going to be a complete and utter mess. But we shall see. Uh, more to come. We uh, I'll do a, my preview for uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs coming up soon. Uh, and, uh, yeah, plenty of sports on tap. We've got uh, hockey right around the corner, so i got to record some stuff for the NHL preview as well. But uh, until next time, folks, thanks for listening over the years and keep listening uh, it's much appreciated and until next time be well thanks for listening to the fantasy throwdown podcast be sure to like and subscribe to the show on spotify apple podcast google podcast and all major outlets